Hey guys, welcome to the Ryan of Super Strong Podcast, episode 123. 123! We are back this week with regular style episodes. Uh, we just finished the last three episodes were the uh, best of music episodes, uh, which I'm really still excited about. We got tons of great feedback. Uh, so many guests were featured in the last three weeks, so if you are a new listener today, uh, if you like this show, I'd highly recommend just listening to the last three weeks to get an idea of who these people are and that I have on the show and how badass they are at music. And in that same vein, this week I have another badass guest that I'm really excited for you guys to meet and listen to. This is the wonderful saxophone player, Daniel Rodham. You guys are going to love him. And he plugs a lot of stuff at the end, but we recorded this so, f- uh, so far in the past now that I got a hold of him to ask if there was anything current coming up that he wanted to hype. And there was, of course, because he plays all the time. So um, here at the end of February, he's doing a California tour with his band. So in addition to all the other stuff that he does week to week that you can find him, uh, if you like him and his music, he's playing February 21st, doing a live recording at the Blue Whale, which is a badass jazz club in L.A. if you're not from here. Uh, February 22nd, they're in the sound room. At, uh, in Oakland, uh, February 23rd, uh, they're playing the Black Cat in San Francisco, and then on February 24th, they're playing Red Poppy Art House, which is also a really fun venue I've played at with uh, old past guests Liza Wallace and Josh Johnson. So uh, you guys are going to love uh, Daniel and all of his music, so I hope that you guys will go check out those shows if you are in the California area, either living or on vacation or something. Check him out and support him. He also, they have albums, uh, Daniel has, uh, you know, his own album called Serenade in the Future and an album with Josh Johnson called Sweet Stuff. You guys can check out both. They're both incredible. And I would also say pay particular attention to the girl's voice at the end of this episode because you might just meet her in a few weeks, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, there is so much going on right now. Uh, For those of you that are tired of best of and want new material and want to meet new people, don't worry. We've got seven episodes in the can right now with amazing guests um, you're going to love. And then also... Three more episodes set to record right now that keep on getting solidified, uh, all these badass guests that want to come in. So I'm very excited to show you who's coming in. There's some hilarious stuff coming up and uh, some very heartwarming stuff like in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, as for me this week, uh, just I'm actually working with the Los Al uh, Show Choir program again this week. So nothing really, I mean, you can go to those shows, but it's uh, they're, uh, but they're mostly for you know the school and the students there and stuff. But uh, they're crazy productions and then I'm into touring and stuff all the next few months with them so you know that's what's going on this week for me no live no real big live shows you can come check out however i am uh i'm working on a duo album with liza i'm working on uh, some film scoring there's gonna be a ton of cool stuff to check out and oh something that i didn't hype uh was a couple weeks ago pete anderson's new album 60s with a twist just dropped a couple weeks ago so uh if you want to go check out pete anderson's album 60s with a twist i'm playing percussion on that album and the wonderful jeff Sorensen on drums luke miller on organ it's just a great album a cool fun album of pete anderson doing rock and cut covers from the 60s so i think you will enjoy them so go check out that album if you want to hear me play uh i think that's it I think that's it for now. So I hope you guys are excited for new shows this year in 2019, new regular style with all my badass guests as usual. So um, enough for me. Let's get into the real show. So what I always say to you is I hope that you're comfortable. I hope that you feel safe and warm. I hope you have a friend nearby, a nice chilly beverage or hot or hot, whatever you need to feel comfortable. Get it near you. Sit back, relax. And enjoy the freaking job! 
Carolina Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I am, you guessed it, Super Strong. Today, the strength level for today is the carpool. Now, that doesn't seem like, you know, something when, when you're thinking of strength that immediately pops into your mind, right? It's not something that just jumps out as, um, you know, thinking of strong things. But the carpool has been around for a long time. The carpool has, is something that helps save energy. It helps make things more cost efficient. It it brings it helps you form relationships with those that you may work with or need to get to the same spot. And the reason that the strength level today is the carpool is because I have known my guest for a while, but the first time we got to really hang out was in a carpool. Hey, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like carpool, man, that's killing, but what are we going <laughs> to... That's true. Yeah, man. We That's met a few true. times during like jam sessions and stuff, right. and we have so Definitely. many mutual friends. Absolutely. Um, but the first time we got to hang out was was when I when we were doing a gig, yeah. and you drove with me down yeah. to Orange County. That's so true. this this man that I have, you're hearing his voice. <laughs> I love it. He's a, a saxophonist. He's from Israel. Mm. He is a composer. He graduated from the Thelonious Monk Institute. Mm. He is a handsome man. Uh, he is fully suited <laughs> for this recording, which That's true. people don't. Can't normally do that <laughs> <laughs> this is the wonderful daniel rotom hey ryan what's happening good to be here <laughs> it's so good to have you here man how are you doing good good uh you are suited up uh which i really i, I took as a form of respect that you came to my home yeah, and I said, look we're gonna carpool i better be ready <laughs> <laughs> that's true i guess the times that we hung out you have been in a suit because <laughs> we played that was a we played like a wedding yeah reception basically like cocktail hour and then like reception that was nice that was a fun little gig um what happened there were some weird things that happened oh the the people that played before us at the wedding were bad or something and then something and then i needed a cord we had to run all weird errands small apartment beautiful view (laughs) it was a fun band uh it was kirsch on bass and matt politano on keys that's true that was a fun little gig it was um but yeah man so tell me about yourself the first thing that i always ask every guest Yep. Uh, it's simple because the, the the name of the show is Ryan is super strong, and so I'm here every week, and they know me. You know the listeners know me, but they're going, "Who is this Daniel Rodem?" They're who, right. Who is this? Who is this? That's true. <laughs> so um, my first question to you is, "Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here?" <laughs> Man, what a great question. What what are we doing here? Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm here to be a human being. Basically, found myself moving to LA unexpectedly. Um, you mentioned that I'm from Israel. I grew up in Israel. Spent most of my life there, and then I moved to the states to go to Berkeley College of Music, right, in Boston. And then um, after that, I thought I'd be moving to New York, but I found myself kind of changing course. Never thought I'd live in LA, mm-hmm. but when I was invited to um, attend the Thelonious Monk Institute, mm-hmm. which is now known as the Herbie Hancock Institute. Oh, um, I know that they, Yeah, just, just to, I think this, with the start of this new year, um, decided to make this move, move here. And when the program was over, it just made sense to stay. You know, I enjoyed the life so much over the two years in the program that decided to stay. And now it's been, I think, almost three years since I finished with that program been living here that's awesome man and yeah. you said so you said you moved or you moved unexpectedly 
I I just thought I'd be moving to New York after I finished at Berkeley. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so oh, you went to LA on the yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was the it was the Thelonious Monk Institute thing yeah, that kind of totally. brought that. Up. What was the what totally. made him change to the Herbie Hancock Institute? Um, it's a good question. I was think it honorary. It's a it's a combination of things. But when you look at it, Herbie has been so involved with Institute for so yeah, many years, big time. Um, that it makes sense yeah. for it to be named after him. You yeah, know, he's been such a crucial part of the um, activities and and the um, sort of philosophical perspective of the institute that is just a natural change of things. Sure, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. And you live in LA. You live over in like Highland Park area, I guess. or no? Yeah, kind of Echo Park, Echo Park area. That's right. And you you like that zone? I do. The, I, I feel do. like it's that whole area is just like so many musicians are yeah, living true. there and popping up that's there. True. It's an it's interesting a cool area. zone. Totally. What I love the most is being so close to the park, to the lake. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Just yeah, being what, able to walk there. And take a few laps around the lakes. That's right. You're a new dog dad. Right. I am. That's true. Do you true. take the little pup that's out true. for walks Yeah. <laughs> she loves it. She goes crazy. She loves pigeons now. Oh. We're in a pigeon period. Chasing She's, pigeons. She's, oh, super hardcore. Yesterday we went there and I thought she was going to start flying. She was jumping so high. I was like, no, wait. <laughs> well, we were talking about allergies. Have right. you, is this, is this dog, what's the dog's name? Uh, lady. Lady. And does she have, does, do you have allergies with dogs at all? No, no. I think does she okay. shed a lot? She doesn't really. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Rupert looks like he would like like he would not shed very much, but he does shed a ton. Yeah, I can see that happening. He sheds a ton, and oh, he's uh, a cutie. It's crazy because I I'm not allergic to I've done you this right before mm. is I'm not allergic to dogs, but cats are the problem. So luckily I'm not allergic to Rupert, but That's, he does shed like a mofo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really cute guy, I have to say. I tell you guys that the way he greeted me when I got here. <laughs> Was very very welcoming, and very as you sweet. talk about him, he's I know he's coming love. over for a little love. He goes, "You're talking about me." Oh, come Hi, on. Rupert. <laughs> Do you believe in wishes? Um, that's a great question. I was just thinking about that because I remember reading somewhere, um, something along the lines of, "It's not a wish, mm-hmm. or it's not a maybe it was it's not a dream for me. It's a, it's a goal. You know, something like sure, that right, along right, the lines right. of, yeah. you know, I'm not just gonna." dream about it i'm gonna do my best to find it you right know, make my way to it i do believe in wishes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i believe that we all have some sort of um you know understanding i don't want to say agenda because agenda is premeditated sure but, sure you know yeah. sort of uh an understanding of life and and our purpose sometimes the understanding is not understanding right it's right. just kind of being um, but in that sense, I feel like we all have wishes all the time. You know? Yeah. And do you, so what about the fact that like a lot of people use like totems of some sort, like a wish bone or oh, a four leaf clover or when your eyelash falls off, right. you know, are you superstitious on ah, any way? Interesting. Uh, I do, I, do I do, increases do the, the eyelash thing uh, yeah. sometimes occasionally. Um, I guess I never really thought of that this way, like a, like a totem or something like that. Right. Um, I always wonder about that because I'm like, you're adding something to the wish, so does it make it more powerful? Right. Was, you know, I love like, that. Because people do it all the time. You know, I mean, myself included, I like, because, I mean, part of it's just like a fun tradition, like the wishbone thing, or mm-hmm. it's like just kind of fun to goof around, but it's like, does it, or flip a penny into a wishing well kind of thing. Right. It's like, does it make it more? I think it, it might for us, you know? Yeah. It makes it stronger with yourself. So if you feel stronger about it, then I think you might be making more moves yeah. to make it come true yeah you know it's it's less about okay i'm just i it's a passing thought 
it's more of like i'm committing this penny or i'm committing you sure. know i'm putting my intention into something that is physical yeah and therefore i take responsibility for it well and if you think about it when like the wishing well was like a th- first becoming a thing where people would wish like with a, pe- a penny was worth a lot more when that was beginning to be a thing mm, <laughs> you know yeah and so then if you put true. it's you know you're putting <laughs> like, some ah, actual man. skin in the game you know like, <laughs> You're like, well, I threw away a penny for this goal, so I'm definitely going to try to make it happen. So it probably did help in some way. Yeah. Um, we just had New Year's. What did you do for New Year's? Um, I was in Vermont, Burlington, oh, Vermont, right. with um, my partner's family, Aaron. Yeah. Um, we were hanging in Burlington, and then um, for New Year's Eve, we, um, we were just hanging. We took Lady out for a walk in the woods and yeah. somewhat of the woods. Aaron wanted to go into the woods and I was, you know, being the Israeli from <laughs> from the <laughs> desert, freezing my little behind yeah. off. And yeah. Like, no, 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 let's stay close to the house. He's like, no, let's go into the woods. It was raining. It was snowing. I was, no, I was, let's stay close to the house. Like, let's go for a walk in the woods. And here I am telling you, what did we do? We went on a walk in the woods. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm also not a cold person. Mm. I don't like cold mm. very much. But as you know, we went to, uh, Laurie and I went to Ireland. Right. And it was Ooh. cold. It was. It wasn't as cold. Like when I first talked to you about that, long, like back in, actually on that trip that we were talking right. about the carpool, right, right, right. Uh, you were telling me how cold it was going to be probably. Mm. But it really wasn't that bad. That's I think it great. gets colder in January, February. That's but great. it was, it was like, it was like 40, 50s, you okay. know, it was, it was not bad. And like gray. So we were just wearing coats and that's not bad fine, at all, you know, and like it did get rainy and drizzly, you know, several of those days. So, mm. and that kind of sucked, yeah. but we had umbrellas and stuff. So mm. it wasn't that's that great. big a deal. Where'd you guys go? We went, so we went to Dublin mm-hmm. and then went to Galway. Ooh. Then we went to Clifton. Oh, you went Spent, to Clifton? Yeah, we went to Cl- oh, We stayed God. at the Abbey Glen Castle. Oh, and no uh, in Clifton. Yeah, That's for three amazing. days. That's where I proposed to Lori. <laughs> amazing man congratulations that's incredible amazing. and i was talking to uh, t- i was talking to laura you still haven't met her in person but I, but i was t- or actually i think you did at sassafras one time but we were all you yeah. know, drinking and having right, a good right, time right, right. <laughs> but uh but uh, back in sassafras days um but uh yeah i was talking to her about you when we were driving to clifton mm-hmm. from uh from galway because mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful and and, uh, and we were just admiring everything mm-hmm. you know and uh and and i was going yeah you know my buddy daniel said that like, this is favorite place on earth like it's so pretty you have no idea how much it means to me to hear that yeah that's how it happened for you and you did it it there it's like wow i know man it was it was perfect i mean it was so beautiful we went to the aaron islands have you Mm, been out there i actually haven't yeah that's i've been hearing that it's oh my god absolutely yeah that was flora fauna everything is we were not prepared for how cool it was like we Mm. were just like oh this is a thing we should do you know Mm. because we would we'd wanted to do it then you go out there and every like tourist thing says go check out the aaron island you know so we're like oh that's like a thing we can do Mm. And we went and did it, and like, and that you know, you go up to the top of the like on Inishmore, you go to the top of the hill. There was this old fort and stuff where like the druids were, and stuff. Mm. It's insane. It's insane. It's very crazy. Oh man! So if we didn't have all the headphones and everything, I would get up and give you a hug. Yeah. I'll give you the hug. <laughs> we'll later. do it later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save it for later. <laughs> man, I'm so happy. Yeah, Clifton yeah. is a special place for me. Um, I went there first as a child with my father. Right. Um, and we we went to we went to the west of ireland you know around galway and uh-huh. um and then maybe a little a little bit um i'm trying to remember if it was north or south but anyway we kept going back and then one time we went to we stayed in clifton at this yeah. uh, bed and breakfast place um and we made you know the guy there pk trisha their family was so yeah. kind and so amazing and 
we became friends and they've been so kind to us and you yeah. know, they're like family now. That's amazing. Um, they actually, because uh, you sent me their information yeah. when we were trying to book the trip. Yeah. And we, so we, but they have a very small bed and breakfast, mm, right? So the yeah. way, when I, con- I contacted them yeah. and they were like, they're like, oh my gosh, any friend of Daniel's is a family mm. to us. And oh. like, you know, they wrote like a really nice email, but they were closed mm. during that Christmas time that we were going to be looking for a place. So that's, and then uh, long story short is when we stumbled upon the Abbey Glen mm. Castle. Mm. And have you ever seen that? Or no? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, and, and that was passing for sure. Insane. That was, it was beautiful. such an amazing, magical oh, time. Beautiful. But wow. uh, yeah, but yeah, I thought of you a lot during that trip, just because we had talked about it so much, and I was, and I was like, man, it's, wow. it was such a joy to be there. Oh, a past man. guest of mine named Nick Stoppel is mm. a singer who goes there all the time, and he mm. sings in Irish groups and stuff mm. as well. So we were taking recommendations from you and him a lot, and mm. he had some friends send me these long ass emails of things to do. So we were checking stuff off. Beautiful. And it was, it was oh, awesome, man. man. Ireland is such a special place. Yeah, we can't. I mean, I, I want We're already like itching to go back. We've yeah. only been back for. I we've know, only been back man. to LA for like less than a week. You know. Oh my god. It's so pretty there and awesome. I feel you. Wow. Um, so holidays, speaking of holidays and New Year's and Christmas and all that, are there holidays in America that we celebrate that you did not grow up celebrating? All are, of them. Like everything. Everything, right? yeah. So w- which ones are weird and which ones do you like here? Um, it's a good question. I feel like, honestly, I, I like a lot of them, you know? I mean, I love that, you know, everywhere you look... The core of holidays really is family and spending time with people that you love and sure. giving thanks one way or another to what you have in your life. Yeah. And in that sense, you know, um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, which is, you know, a bit of a controversial holiday. But when you look at the, you know, sure. <laughs> you know the core of yeah. being together essentially that's that's a beautiful thing yeah because um, that's really what it, thanksgiving has just like thanksgiving is kind of my favorite holiday mm-hmm. and it's 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 distilled down into that like because like we have nothing to do with the beginnings of our right. country right. you know like that stuff, that stuff. like nowadays all we have control point. of is how we love each I other know. and like exactly. thanksgiving is it's an opportunity yeah it's just a know? time to reflect Absolutely. and be with loved ones yeah. and stuff and just yeah. eat a lot of good food yeah that's never <laughs> bad i cannot stop eating it's a problem <laughs> <laughs> is there any kind of holiday Halloween in Israel? Uh, there is. Yeah, it's called Purim. P- uh, like poem with a like P U R I M. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. What's that? Hidden, what is that holiday? With that hidden R. Um, you dress up basically. Yeah. You know, you celebrate. Uh, is it celebrating the dead, like Dia de los Muertos? And no, stuff, no. It celebrates the Israeli people surviving yet yeah, another oh, okay. disaster. Um, was trying to hunt it down. Wow. This guy Haman was very evil, and you know. Yeah. To, is it around the same time, or is um, it? Purim, I think, is usually around um, February or March. Okay, cool. Like in the springtime. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. So not cool. exactly the same time, but you know, it, it has somewhat of a similarity. You don't yeah. have the whole trick or treat, right, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the dressing up and all the totally, parties and stuff. Totally. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, why is saxophone the best? Would you say why is saxophone the best? Oh, why is it the best? I'm not sure it's the best. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been very dear to me. Yeah. Um, there's a story. I was just talking to my mother before uh, coming in here. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just celebrating her 60th birthday, and we got to finally catch up a little bit. Oh, awesome. Um, she remembers that when I was about two years old, two or three, um, my parents loved music, and yeah. they used to play music around the house all the time. There's always something playing, you know, something on. Uh, not TV as much. Music. Right. Always music. Yeah. And she remembers, and she told me this a few times, that 
um, she was playing a Coleman Hawkins record. Okay. House. Coleman Hawkins was, you know, one of the pioneers of tenor saxophone as a instrument to improvise on. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, really the father of the tenor saxophone as we see it today. And the record was playing in the house and I told her, wow, it sounds like he's talking. You know, it sounds yeah. like he's speaking. And, you know, 10, 12 years passed and I didn't even think about saxophone. And then all of a sudden I was 13 and it was, it became part of my life, you know? Yeah. It's been such a huge part of my life ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So was that the first instrument really you played or did you play piano? I played a little stuff? bit of piano yeah. growing up. I was a, you know, I was maybe appreciated and, uh, um, you know, I was a student that teachers like to have, right. but I was a horrible student. Okay. I wouldn't practice, and I would learn pretty quickly. Um, Why did they like you the then? Music. They liked you because you were talented? No, I guess. I don't, but then you wouldn't figure. practice. <laughs> I just, I would li- I would hear the, the, you know, whatever we were reading or working on, sure. and I would learn it by ear. Yeah. And so I never really figured out how to read, you know, yep, yeah. cheap music and... Um, but I was always very dedicated. I was already trying to write things around that time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Third grade, fourth grade. Um, and then saxophone came right around my bar mitzvah. Okay. And just fell in love with it. And, you know, it's been a, a huge part. Always kind of, you know, it's a vehicle, really. You yeah. Know? It's a vehicle yeah. for, for expression and uh, communication. Yeah, that's awesome. Did yeah. you have a big bar mitzvah? Uh, I did. That's I cool. did, yeah. I, I, you know, we go and you read part of the Torah in the in the synagogue, and um, I did that. Even though a lot of, you know, my family is relatively secular and not very religious, and sure. uh, um, it was important for me to do it. And yeah, we had a big celebration. You know, a lot of it's kind of cult- culturally important too. I mean, right, yeah. even if you're not super religious, right? Totally. It's like, it's like totally. part of the, you know. yeah. To, to some people, yeah. some people, you know, don't care about it as much, but it was important for me. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, do you did you memorize the Torah portion, or did you read it? I did. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. You have to. That seems like of, the hardest thing. Yeah. Well, it was. You know, I had a great um, rabbi instructing me and helping me out. But yeah, it, it's so long ago. It's funny to talk about it. I don't think I've ever spoken about it yeah. since. You know, and <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like what 15, 20 years ago, almost. Yeah. Well, not twenty, fifteen. Um, yeah, the the difficult part is learning how to sing all of the variations. Right, you yeah. Because you have to kind of, you know, you see the text, but you have to remember the um, kind of embellishments and how you you sing um, the certain parts of the of the you know yeah. the chapter or chapters that you're six. reading. Yeah, that's a hard. That seems yeah. like so, such a hard thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to. I, I memorized Bible verses all throughout mm. growing up you know mm. and like all my i had so many friends that were so good at it and they would not only memorize it but then keep it memorized and retain mm. it forever and like i was lucky to ever me- like memorize it, even little ones you know, it just sucked <laughs> i was so bad at yeah, it but, yeah and i definitely you. didn't retain it's it. hard to memorize certain things I've, I've been finding it hard to you know even memorizing music can be difficult for me sometimes. yeah for sure um, yeah I'm working on it though. Yeah, you get faster and faster and yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, sure. words has always been difficult for me. So I can't imagine mm. putting the melodies to it. Like that's you know, Lori, my mm. fiance, it's mm. weird to say. Hey. I, <laughs> she she uh she has so many songs and lyrics in her head and mm. it's insane and that she can just pull like nothing. You know, and she and then if you give her a new piece of music, she can memorize it almost 
immediately mm-hmm. you know and it's insane because I, I i don't remember the lyrics to like the most popular songs <laughs> no, <laughs> you know I, I can't remember song titles or anything totally i remember being in the monk institute and having this conversation between among us you know the ensemble that sure um we were there together as and uh with herbie talking about you know words and and where as a music coming from you know, right kind yeah. of what is the first impression that you get when yeah. you listen to music and it's funny because growing up I mentioned that my parents love music and um, my father, it's it, it's crazy. A song would come up on the radio and he knows all the lyrics. Right. And it's always been like that. Yeah, yeah. And it would be things that he didn't hear for years and he just loved these songs. You know, he used to listen to them on records and on right. the radio and so he just remembers all these words and he remembers them right. Yeah. It's not like he, re- he remembers, you know, yeah. the wrong lyrics. No, <laughs> yeah. he remembers the right lyrics. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because I really had that rub in, into me and that's how I listen to music. You know, one yeah. of the first things that I, I remember are lyrics. You yeah. Know? I remember listening to this um, singer, songwriter. It's weird to call him a singer, songwriter because Al Stewart, this British, um, you know, guitar player and singer and, I'm memorizing all of his records just from listening to them. And, yeah, um, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. I, I'm I'm that way with melodies, like mm. me, you know melodies and harmonies and stuff. I can mm. memorize that mm. super easily, and it sticks in my brain mm. to where I can re- remember any song like from one listen and that kind of thing. Yeah, but like but words, words just mm. right past my ears. Don't even remember <laughs> any of them at all. Yeah. Um. We oh yeah yeah we just had New Year's Eve. We just talked about that. Do you make any New Year's resolutions? Do you believe in that? Um. Yeah, I believe in anything that can help people move forward, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, I, it's been a kind of a busy period. I was in Israel for a couple of weeks with my family and then came straight back to Vermont. And yeah. And we spent time with Aaron and her family. So it's been a minute since I had a little time to think, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I've definitely. been meaning to kind of sketch some things down. I did some, some yesterday. Um, I do resolutions a lot you yeah kind of throughout the year you mean yeah I yeah just keep keep journals i have so many notebooks with notes and ideas and and goals and oh that's and cool thoughts and yeah. yeah so i i feel like one of the things that i would hope to do better this year is to maybe let go some of those yeah you know just kind of once you i feel like it's it can be helpful to come up with a some sort of a plan but then let it rest you yeah know? and not kind of challenge it or doubt it too often let it you know sink in do its time you sure. know you can't plant a seed and then two weeks later go look, look at it and fruit, think yeah. wait there's nothing there <laughs> yeah. let me dig it up and see if it's okay yeah yeah. You know, that's, yeah um so i don't necessarily do just that but i feel like that's something that i hope to get my get head better a little bit yeah that's a really good goal yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's similar i have kind of like my new year's resolution i can't kind of think is like acknowledging that I have achieved goals because mm. I think I'm too hard on myself. Like, oh, in, yeah. like I, like I never pat myself on the back totally. for achieving, like I set the goals and then I do them, but then I've already set more stuff. So like kind of what you're saying, feel that. I Absolutely. never, I never go like you did it. Good job. Like right. celebrate oh, that for a That's second. That's a big you know? one. That's a I big just, one. I'm just like, just constantly setting goals and never appreciating that I've gotten there or yeah. anything, you know? And then it's just, you get negative and you get, you, you start to forget that you're like totally doing you, good. You, you, know? <laughs> you're trying, you mentioned you know? that and it's, it's funny because that's something that I should really, you know, be thinking about. Because yeah. I, I, I've noticed that, you know, I never, I feel good about things. Right. I feel good about things, especially when I am working towards getting them, Definitely. you know, achieving them or, or 
you know, if I have a big show that I'm writing all the music for, right. that I'm really excited in the process, mm -hmm. then it happens. And then it's never a thought of like, wow, that was really nice. That was, you know, I really enjoy that. It's already the next five things that I'm going to try and do. Right, definitely. Know? But you mentioned that, and I, I should be thinking about that, but it's so deeply rooted in me yeah, <laughs> that me it's too. like not even thinking about that. I know, you know, it's like, I know, it's what's hard. the next thing? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like I have to be like super deliberate about yeah. it or else I won't, yeah. you know, do it to come yeah. on the same way. It's like it's very yeah. rooted in me to not acknowledge yeah. the good stuff. Just keep yeah. on, just keep on, you know, pow powering right. through kind of thing. Right, but right, right. It's good to pause and yeah. think about stuff a little Absolutely. bit. Um, what makes you feel good when you're sick? Huh. Oh wow! That's Are there things from home that you used to question. that you used to like? Like your mom would take um, care of you. Are there things that you go to if you're feeling lame? That's a very good question. I think um, generally, I feel bad when I stop doing things. Yeah. So if I get sick to the point where I feel like I have to rest, that's what I you know just like lying on a couch, right. you know, chilling, reading, you know, watching movies or something like that. Um, chicken soup. Yeah, man. It's always, you know, a big part. Chicken soup and um, ginger tea. Yeah. I feel like it's big. You know, I did both those things yesterday because I had oh, those allergies man. and I came home and Lori made me uh, made me chicken soup from mm, scratch mm. and she made me lemon and ginger tea with honey in it. Beautiful. That's, which, that's you, if you are not sick and you want to throw a, a shot of whiskey in there, right. that's a good hey, drink. That's, that's not that's <laughs> that's also a good drink. I should hot, try that. A little hot toddy. I should try that. But uh, but yeah, that's I, I yeah I'm I'm big on that chicken soup and ginger tea vibe. That's yeah. that's good. I can get very emotional when I'm sick. Oh really? That's what my my partner says. Yeah. yeah. What kind? Uh, just like what kind I'm, of I'm I'm just you know more weak and if yeah. if I get to that point where I'm sick. Do you, do you mean emotional in that you are more like loving and like more you're appreciative? more vulnerable? No, I'm oh always, vulnerable. I'm always loving and, and okay. appreciative. But, okay. You know, just uh, kind of. More well, some people when they're sick get are much quicker to anger. Right, that's true too. <laughs> you know, get more frustrated. Yeah, or, yeah that's true. But uh, yeah, it's kind of you know, I think I've I've realized, especially in the last few years, that when I get sick, the body is just saying, "Look, it's time to take a pause, rest and, for a second. You know, you yeah. you just can't keep rolling like that. Me too. On yeah. steam, and so when it happens, I I try to allow it to happen. Yeah, you know, not push it too much. And then, you know, try to stay healthy. Yeah, get in that to, into that. Do you let uh, Do you let people take care of you when you're sick? Like if if like your partner, yeah. your Aaron. Yeah. Um, we could say Aaron Bentledge, yeah. who we we're talking about. Yeah, She's yeah. actually coming over in a couple right. few days as well. Right. Right. But um, uh, yeah. So do you, are you good at letting her take care of you when you're sick? Like or yeah, I generally get into a point where I'm like help yeah <laughs> that's um, i've been notoriously bad at accepting mm. help mm. uh which i'll talk about here in a second mm. um but like that's you know it's it is but like i've you know you realize that when somebody loves you and they want to take care of you like you're, you're robbing them of that chance to show you affection and like yeah. show you that they love you right when you when you don't want to accept help you know yeah. but uh but so i think about that too because mm. being sick you're always you're also like okay i need my I really yeah. need help. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs> so it's good for me as an exercise and like, mm. dude, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, to yeah. Do, yeah. I hear you, right? But uh, well, cool, man. Well, um, oh, I forgot we were gonna play tunes. So mm. I think uh, I wanted to do one right away, but we just started talking and having fun. So I yeah. think it would be good right now um, for the audience to get to know you even better. Is if we took a pause and played a tune. Sure, let's do it. So the first one that you said you wanted to play is a tune called "Who Is It." Right. right. Do you want to talk about? Anything of that tune? Um, sure. Uh, it's a tune I wrote when I was at Berkeley. Um, kind of the idea of 
you know who you are and who you want to be sure um and i recorded it on my first album uh be nice that i recorded as a trio and you know released um a couple of years ago and then i recorded again for my um, last release uh, my second album uh serenading the future yeah and so this is uh this is the only song that i recorded again okay. from that first record and um yeah I hope you enjoy it. All right, here it is. Who is it?
Well, thank you for sharing that, Tim. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> always <laughs> so fun to react to yeah. Tim's. I know, right? Don't we need to actually <laughs> listen in studio, but we will listen on the actual yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I'm very happy that you're here to share not only who you are as a person, but also so they can hear your music and find out thank how you, talented man. you are. Thank you. Um, who all recorded on that? Um, so th- this is part of a double record I've recently released, and uh, it features Miguel Wood Ferguson, mm-hmm. uh, Miro Sprague, mm-hmm. Alex Bonham, and Roberto Jaquinto. Yeah, good friend drummer. From, All those guys are yeah, pretty good. Amazing, amazing <laughs> privilege to play. <laughs> pretty with. good players. Yeah. And then the record also features a guest performance by uh, Jeff Parker on guitar yeah. and Aaron Bentley singing. That's right. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So we'll talk about that's all on Serenading the Future, right? yeah. the album. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in the plug section. Don't yeah. you dare plug it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> but that, uh, with that all being said, that brings us to our first segment of the show. Um, this is a little something called the Compliment Corner. Hey. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the Compliment Corner. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to the Compliment Corner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wow, this place is magical. Yeah, it's very different. Uh, it's very, very different than the studio we are in. <laughs> now that we're here, Whoa, <laughs> a time magical travel. space. Time travel. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So in the compliment corner, what we do is uh, it gives me a chance to sit with my guest, uh, look you in the eye, give you a compliment that I mean, then you'll flip it back on me, give me a compliment that you mean, and we'll both walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Hey, how's that sound? I love it. <laughs> Well, welcome to the Goblin Quarter. I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I like to have uh, nice manners here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's my comment for you, man. Um... I, I thought about this a lot uh, because, uh, which I don't normally do, <laughs> but I was just thinking about having you here this morning, and I was thinking about how kind and soft-spoken you are in general, which I think is very admirable. But the the thing that I want to comment you on uh, was kind of based on what we were talking about earlier about accepting help, because and this is the moment that that I that I, that I really looked at you differently as like a as a really good friend because. It just it just filled me filled in a lot of holes for me or something I don't know but it was we were at the end of that gig mm. that we talked about earlier down in Orange County and the load in load out there was very weird it was like we had to load in like on a little weird cobblestone right. brick right. path right. that was right. really janky Behind and like it. all right. all windy and this little and so, but like not only were we loading uh, unloading through there but so were like the the, the people doing all kitchen the catering staff, right. the kitchen staff the you know the dance people every, everybody was all using this tiny little pathway to get through um, and I was not only doing drones but I was also doing the sound so I had the PA it was not a bunch of sound but like a little you know small PA and I had all this stuff um, and so I was kind of ridiculously trying to get my cart with all this stuff on it through that weird pathway by myself and uh, and I had some so I had my my cart in one hand behind me and I had another thing pushing in front of me, and uh, Daniel came back from lo- like loading his saxophone in my car and stuff and he came back and he went, and he said hey man let me grab something and I was like no I got it man it's all good go get your stuff, and you put your hand on my shoulder and you said man let me help you, <laughs> <laughs> and you said and I was like and I looked you in the eye and you were just like you can ask for help man it's fine you know. <laughs> And, and, and it just like it was like a splash of cold water wow. in the face, you know, because I'm so bad at accepting yeah. help or ask, especially asking for help, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've asked for it, and I then I can be like, I can be humble and take the help, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's something about 
asking for help is such a difficult hurdle for me. And you you had this way of kind of like drilling down to the core for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like I almost cried at that moment because it was just like no. so like it, like into my core of uh, you just like had spotted this little like difficult thing for me and you're like and you put your head on my shoulder and like literally physically shook me out of it to be like dude let me help you I want you're my friend I want to help you you know oh, and then you helped me with the cart and it made it much easier obviously yeah. <laughs> to have an extra hand but I just think that that little moment like really colored like uh you know like in my opinion you know or in my mind who you are as a person and a friend mm. and uh, it just made me really love you man i was just mm. like man this is a good guy and i'm glad to be around him thank you, know? you. thank you ryan i'm happy that we had this experience you know yeah I, it's i didn't remember that yeah and, uh, and it I'm, was important to me yeah know, it was a big I'm, thing that, for me. that means a lot to me you know and i think that's that is really to me what being human is all about sure you know? yeah because we're all in here together yeah and we have this kind of short limited opportunity yeah to be here and and do the best we can for the people around us definitely you know um so you know you're such a kind helpful you know there's no question about of course i'd help you i'll help you any day you know and and you know i mean i would want to help even people who are not kind and helpful to other people but but you know it's just kind of like of course we're like what else what other option is there in the world even than yeah. to, you know, share the load together? Sure. So, I'm, you know, I'm, it, it resonates with me that that was meaningful to you. Good, man. You know? I'm glad, yeah, because it was. So it was big for me. So mm-hmm. thank you, man. I mean, of course. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hopefully there'll be many more times. <laughs> I know. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we flip in the compliment we around. We flip it now. We flip. Can I go to a different compliment? Or? Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. You can do yeah. It can be very simple and easy. You I know, just... in, my, in my jazz improv, improv, improvisation mind, I'm like, okay, let's take the motif and yeah. turn it upside down and <laughs> regroup it, put it back together again so it's the same compliment but reversed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, wait a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach it from a different angle. Sure. Uh, I think it's admirable. You know, I've seen you with people now. A little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and a few opportunities that we had to be together and in that gig. And there's something that's very um, kind of welcoming, you know, like really making people feel comfortable yeah, as who they are, you know, and also just being open to allow people to come into your life, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is something that maybe sometimes I have a more challenging time. Sure. Not because I'm not open to, I am but I'm so caught up in my own head and my own thoughts. And, you know, so even just looking at your trip to Ireland as an example, yeah, yeah, you know, for you to be so open to receiving advice and, and help from other people, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, you, sure. know, yeah. you know, like that's amazing, you know, cause I would always be, I would, I can accept advice, but I'd always kind of question myself, you know, I want to do it my way. I want to make sure I do it my way. And, sure. and I find my, own perspective and my own take and you know um yeah sure you loved clifton but let me find a place that nobody ever heard of yeah right, that right. i'm gonna try and you know <laughs> yeah, yeah wait a second but if somebody was already there that's amazing to me that kind of openness and trust yeah you sure. know in other people i think is very important it helps us all move forward yeah so, thank you for that yeah thank you man that's mm-hmm. really meaningful i would say yeah. that uh i really appreciate that compliment and, and i think it speaks a lot louder about the people that I surround myself with mm. too, you know, cause I, I wouldn't trust, you know, weird, <laughs> weird guy <laughs> on the street necessarily. But you know, when I, when, but when I'm hanging out with somebody that I do trust and mm. they, they give me advice or they, mm. they, 
talk passionately about stuff. Like, I mean, you talk so passionately about Clifton and places mm. in Ireland that you love. And I'm just like, I want to, I want to go see what that's all about too. You know, I have that kind of that idea of in my head of like, if they, if, if they are passionate about something, I want to go feel that too. And try to get, you know, some of that magic on myself as well. So man, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, early, somewhat early Sunday morning. Right. I'm still not over the fact that you proposed in Clifton. That to me is, <laughs> You know, it was meant to be. It's, I know, man. Ooh. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to sit, sit down and have coffee with you and yeah. tell you the whole story sometime oh, because we were, we were one hundred percent guided there. Mm. Like it was not, there was nothing. Like ne- neither of us made a, de- a decision that got us there. Mm. <laughs> like it was just, you know, minus the fact that I knew I was going to propose to her. Mm. Like that was about the only thing that I did. You know, wow. <laughs> everything else was just from how I got the ring to how I, like mm. how we found Clifton. Like mm. I mean, you know. And the fact that it was there and how I already knew it in my head mm. and she already, it was, it's crazy. I could, the, the story is long and crazy, but. Yeah. I'm an emotional guy. I have tears in my eyes soon. So yeah, me too. Don't I'm be alarmed. I'm like, no, I'm the same way, man. That's beautiful, man. It I'm was, so it was very special. We had such, and, and the people completely oh, just enveloped us. And cra- it was insane. It was amazing. like being with family and mm. it was, it was, and we were far from family and yeah. it was crazy. Man. But uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man. That's been the compliment corner. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, that, that that was such a great time there. Uh, I, I love it there in the compliment. It's a nice place it's, to be. It's hard to come back to the real world. Man. <laughs> you sure we have to go so back? So warm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So the next the next game we're gonna play is a little something called Learning by Listing. Rapid Fire. All right. And learning by listening rapid fire. I'm pulling up a timer. I'm not looking. I'm not texting people. I'm not ignoring. Go ahead. Do your thing. (laughs) In in learning by listening rapid fire, what happens is um, I will give you a topic, and you will and you'll have 20 seconds, or I'll give you a amount of time to list as much as you know about that subject. Right? There's no right or wrong. It's kind of like the ink blot test. It's like whatever comes into your mind, Mm -hmm. and it just gives the audience a chance to learn about what you know on a subject. Also, see how you deal with pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Wow. See where your mind goes, like you were saying in the jazz improv world. Damn. Right. So, <laughs> all right, so are you ready to play Learning by Listing? Sure. Rapid Fire? Let's do it. All right. The first round, I will say, I, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say go and press go, and you'll have 20 seconds. All right. So um, the first round of, th- of Learning by Listing is things that are most frightening to you. Go. Wow. Um, as a kid, closets closets mm. in the night the idea of something coming out of there yeah super scary i never shared this so it's kind of deep um yeah uh not enjoying life to the fullest not fulfilling one's potential um stop Ooh, those are both really big and good juicy subjects mm. <laughs> but like oh man uh so that's that's interesting first of all i, I think that shows the audience that you think big, you don't think like because I think some people would go werewolves, Frankenstein, skeleton bones, <laughs> blood, knives, whatever. I don't know where it's coming from, man. I'm usually very shy and quiet, and you're kind of digging things out here. Yeah, well, that's the point of an interview, I think. <laughs> it's been an emotional, but that's morning, what, that's what's fun about putting it in the in the in like the uh, background of a game yeah. is you. I think everybody relaxes a little bit, and you can get into some serious stuff. But closets, is there a reason why that was so? I Shitty? think I was about four and I, I stumbled upon, I think my grandmother was watching over me and I usually, I never watched television, sure. especially not while eating. And I remember I was having lunch and I think I was kind of seeing the television from the kitchen uh-huh. and there was some movie 
playing on the television. It was a movie about this um, monster in the closet, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is like a famous story, but yep. um, I didn't know the whole story. I just saw this kid in his bedroom, and then there are two eyes in the closet. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. And, and you then, just saw the scene kind of out yeah, of context? And or, then, yeah, th- you know, and then it kind of puts his head out, and it's kind of like a monstrous kind of thing with big horns and... And the kid is like, oh, there's something in the closet. And somebody else comes in and they look and there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, and then as soon as they leave, they close the door. It's dark. The kid is alone again. And then, lo and behold, the monster is back in the closet. Right. You know, and that sort of thing to me is, you know, I'm sure it it shines a light on, you know, something in my personality of, sure. you know, wanting to be... um present and and in um maybe in control of a situation yeah because all of a sudden you're like oh there's something in there but I, only i can see it and i can't do anything about it well and that fear of a monster that only you can see right that when other people come in right. they can't see it like that's very symbolic i think of you know just the yeah. things that <laughs> that totally. scare like that are in, in our internal fears of your own totally. like and that, which kind of brings us to the next thing you said which is that fear of not living life to the fullest or not fulfilling mm-hmm. your goals and destiny and potential which you know that's something i can't see that when i look Mm. at you you know Mm. i mean like that's only you can feel that Mm. you know so it's it's the kind of the same thing to me you know Mm. it's like that it's in that same zone yeah yeah i think there's something very interesting about fear because we often are afraid of being afraid right yeah big time and i think part of dealing with fear is being able to live through it you know so yeah you know, another example of something that I remember as a as an experience, I was maybe six or something, and there was uh, that movie Ghostbusters, uh-huh. and I started watching it. I was with my parents and with a friend and their family, and right. you know, uh, some friends and their family, whatever. And and there's this scene in the beginning in the library where this ghost kind of is reading a book, sure. And they're talking. I mean, I remember this, you know, because it was traumatic. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they're kind of like, there's a ghost here. And then she turns around and she all of a sudden becomes this monster. Like, yep. You know? Yep. And that stayed with me. But that movie is a comedy movie. Yeah. You know? But since I was so scared that I didn't follow through with it, you know, I I feel like it's, it's this dark night kind of situation where you have to make it through it. Yeah, And then once sure. you're on the other end, you can, you know, you have that experience to empower you rather than hold you back definitely you yeah. yeah and so i think with with life and self-fulfillment i mean you're never at the other end of it right right you're at the other right. end of it when it's time to say goodbye and you're moving on but um i do think that you know experiences kind of teach you how to live through things that you're scared of you know yeah um, and and learning to not be afraid of being afraid yeah that's crazy man. Yeah. yeah that's some big stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> i also I, I i did the i had the same thing when i was little of i had many fears that were based on seeing something on tv mm. out of context mm. that just stuck with me yeah. and still and i can still pull those images up in my head very easily mm. and they informed a lot of my <laughs> yeah <laughs> my fears true. as well so I, I, a lot of your fears i think are put in you when you're very young and yeah. and then as they grow as you grow you can kind of find the ties between why they were so scary to you and what, and like what you're so scared of now as an adult. So I think about that stuff a lot. It's very interesting. Yeah. Closets were also not 
one of my favorite things. Mm. Um, I was never afraid of monsters. Mm. I was always afraid of men, mm. like you know, like a man murdering me. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was always afraid yeah. of. Yeah. So, and I remember having conversations with my mom that she'd be like, "There's no monsters," and I would go, "Like, yeah. I know there's no monsters. Yeah. I'm not afraid yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> afraid of a murderer man. The real monsters. Yeah, like the really scary stuff. You know. Yeah. So I always had that too. Mm. Um, and I still get a little bit creeped. Even like last night, uh, Lori was staying, uh, was was doing a night nurse thing where mm. she she stayed over at a friend's house to watch the to give the parents a night of sleep. And mm. so she, uh, so so the so when the baby woke up in the middle of the night for feeding, Lori would stay there. So she stayed there overnight. Mm. And so I don't really sleep, you know, here alone with the apartment empty very often yeah. and so like even last night mm. like uh rupert and i went to bed and like, rupert heard something mm. and so you know that i was all spooked out like, it was yeah, all dark you yeah, know yeah. and i'm by myself and i'm like don't be a I weenie <laughs> man life life in the city can can do that sure you, know? you can get creeped out yeah but well life in the country can do the same thing too true. that's all oh, man. So going back to that walk in the woods <laughs> exactly at man. night in the snow <laughs> no one can hear you scream oh my vibe. god no i'm staying in the house <laughs> All right, well, here's the next one. Let's see what this digs up, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> the second round of learning by listing is shapes. Go. Shapes. Um, everywhere. Shapes are everywhere. Um, what do I know about shapes? Triangle, square, all of them. Used to be great at geometry class. Mm. Not actually. I was pretty bad. <laughs> are we <Stop>. done? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to do a little lighthearted one after that. <laughs> Thank you. Rupert is being supportive here too. He is. Oh, uh, he is an emotional too. support dog. He's been trained, mm. and uh, and so he he really like it's crazy because mm. I you know I used to like have varying varying amounts of belief in that whole mm. thing, but but when you spend a lot of time with Rupert and you see him approach like people that are mourning or or like mm. little children with with uh, disabilities mm. and you like he will go to you and and be with you and like mm. and <laughs> it's very crazy oh sorry we have a lint roller actually right there so oh, you can do that before you leave fine. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> he has uh, rupert has deposited much lint on oh that's he's great <laughs> much what lint is, on, on daniel's nice pants um well that's been <laughs> learning by listing <laughs> rapid fire Okay, well, um, I think we're getting short on time, so I was going to play another game, but I think I'd rather play another tune. Sure. I think that would be cool right now. Sure. Um, uh, so let's talk about what this next tune is. This next tune that you want to share is called Between Lives. Yeah, so the idea is that you know we all have our lives, the places we work at, friends, family, and um, you know, for me uh, personally, moving here from Israel and you know, leaving all my family there, and my friends there kind of, you know, you realize that you're always leaving somewhere. You're living somewhere between lives, you know, yeah. the life here, the life there. And so I wrote this song literally between lives, some of it in Israel on the piano that I grew up playing yeah. and some of it here um, oh, cool. in LA. And so, yeah, this is, this is between lives. That's a really beautiful concept. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's between lives. Thank you. 
All right. So the last question that I ask my guests, we have a few more things to do. Um, but the last question I ask my guests uh, is, you know, the name of the show is Ryan the Super Strong. Now, there are many types of strength, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all these different types um, and, and so forth. But, uh, but the question I ask all my guests at the end of the episode is, hey, are you super strong, mm. Daniel? That's a good question. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I feel like um, I feel like I grew up learning that you're not speaking. You're not supposed to speak high of yourself. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's even that in English sounds weirder than it would in Hebrew, but. Um, I know I'm trying to be super strong. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be super strong for myself. I'm trying to be super strong for my partner, my family, my friends, um, sure. the universe. We all have a responsibility while we're here. So I know that I hope to be as um, strong as I need be. Sure. Know? Um, well, I don't think it sounds right. I think it sounds like humility, which mm. I think everybody, you know, it's important to mm. have that you know and the, yeah. obviously the show's named Ryan is super strong which is <laughs> certainly against that no, <laughs> but as, no, as, as as the listeners know it's more of a joke than a truth truth bomb but oh, of course. that being said um the reason i asked that and i really love your answer because it shines so much light on how you think and who you are um uh, and the way that you were kind of brought up mm. and to think about yourself and things but um you know, as listeners, I feel like, you know, you never know when someone's going to listen to an episode. It could be the day it comes out or it could be years later. Mm. Um, but I really like to think that, you know, at some point someone will listen to it that is supposed to connect with you, mm. you know. And so they like to hear, I think that people would like to hear, you know, how the the guest of that week, you know, it, uh, is, is themselves or is super mm. strong in their own way. Mm. So I always ask my guest to give like a little piece of advice, something mm. that you find that makes you stronger in some way mm. that could act as kind of a mantra for this week until next week when another, mm. another guest mm. does the same thing. Mm. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think being nice, you know, goes a long way. Yeah. You know, being nice to yourself, to the people around you, of course, to people you don't know to people you don't agree with, sure. to people who go against what you believe in, um, to be nice to the moment, to the life that we live right now, you know, being in the moment in that sense is being nice to the present and to yourself. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I think that that goes a long way. And I think it's almost one of the best investments you can do for yeah. yourself, you know, to embrace who you are right now. And yeah, you might want to be some somewhere else in, you know, different traits, different abilities, you know. But if you can be nice in this present moment, then that would take you where you're supposed to go. Definitely, man. Hmm. I think I think the I, a lot of words lose their meaning, and I think nice is one of them. Like, mm. you know, people say, oh, that's nice, or oh, he's mm. so nice, or whatever. But the way that you just explained it, I think, mm. is like gets to the core of what mm. that should really mean. Mm. It's kind of like when you say awesome or cool, or it's right. like, what does that mean? Yeah, but true. when you break it down, or kind, I think is another one like that. Yeah, that's true. When you say nice and kind, people, those are words that people throw around a lot. Yeah. But I think what you're doing is saying, focus on that make mm -hmm. it you know like you know actually make that word mean something to yeah. you and the people around yeah. you 
and 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 it's true what you're saying is a big one too because semantics are you know the semantics right exactly you know, it, yeah. the the words go only so far as the actions right you know and and uh, i remember we my father has this poster in the house um willing is not enough we must do knowing is not enough we must apply sure you know and in that yep. sense you know but we can interchange nice with kind we can interchange nice with accepting to me all those things kind of correlate and coexist and they all fulfill the same purpose which is to be present yeah you know be here right now and be the best version of yourself that you can be right now so you can keep growing but you can also encourage and support everybody around you definitely yeah Well, that's awesome, man. So the last thing after all that is that I like to do is give my guest a chance to plug some stuff because I know you have a new album. I know you have social media and I have YouTube videos. You have all that kind of stuff. Where can people, you know, websites, what, uh, where can people that like you and want to check you out and learn more and buy your albums and all that, where can they go to support you and find you? Uh, that's a good question. That's that's Here's another New Year resolution. Um, so my name, DanielRodham.com mm-hmm. is my website and you can find everything there. Um, you know, I just released my second album, a double record, serenading the future. Um, I have a few shows coming up, playing around LA, writing my own music, writing for different bands. Um, yeah, I'm always happy to connect, you know, yeah. whether it's in person or via the social medias, all of them, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I love being human and I love other humans. So, yeah. you know, I'm there. You on, did you say your Instagram handle? Did you already say that? Uh, no, I didn't. It's Daniel uh, R-O-T-M. Okay. Um, that's my Instagram. Cool. That's always good. Because th- you, 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 you put a lot of dates up there and stuff. Sure. Like when, when you're sure. playing and things that's like sure. that. So if people want to come see you play, that's a good yeah. spot to go check it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you play at the Blue Whale all the time. That's true. Sam's first right. every once in a while. Right. Yeah. This, actually, this next upcoming weekend i'm playing at the blue whale on friday oh i think this episode is going to come out the the, the week tuesday after that, after that gotcha. gig. yeah that's fine well, but but hey it was in the past and you yeah, should have been there it's in the past it's in the future it's everywhere <laughs> yeah just li- yeah. yeah go check out daniel whenever yeah. you can yeah um yeah i always take this moment to plug chad coleman who did the art for the show mm-hmm. chris hackman who did the uh intro and outro music for this show yeah. um th- those guys have been on several episodes they're mm-hmm. uh wonderful sweetie pies who yeah. i love uh and then the instagram for the show is ryan is super strong the Twitter is at SuperStrongRyan, and you can email us uh, at Ryan is superstrong at gmail.com as Do well it. as look for the Facebook stuff. But most importantly, as I always say every week, is if, if you have a free moment and you listen to the show, if you could go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and write a review. Give us five stars and write a review. It helps the show grow. We have tons of reviews, uh, and they're all crazy and insane, and I love them. <laughs> Beautiful. <Go laughs> Makes do me it. feel Go less alone in the world when I read those crazy-ass comments. So, yeah, do that. Help the show grow. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. I think uh, we're going to play a third tune, um, and, and I think what we'll do is we'll close the show out with that. So the last sure. thing you're going to hear on this episode is the tune serenading the future yeah the title album from or the title track from the album serenading the future yeah yeah um do you want to talk about that tune a little bit i think it kind of reflects a lot of things that we spoke about you yeah. know of being in the present you know being um thoughtful towards the future Definitely. now you know kind of inviting serenading the future serenading what you want to see in the world what do you want to see in your own life um today yeah you know So that's that's serenading the future. Awesome. So um, I'm going to do one more thing before we end, but then 
after that's done, you know, stay tuned for Serenade in the Future and listen to that last track. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Ryan. Excuse so me. Thank you so you. much for coming and doing this episode yeah. and feature. I'm so, I mean, I love doing this show because it's fun to hang out mm-hmm. and also fun to hype my friends who are so massively talented. Yeah. You're um, sweetheart. <laughs> thanks, man. So the last thing I do is I talk to a listener, a group of listeners, uh, and try to get them to up their game in some way, try mm-hmm. to improve their lives, especially at the beginning of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do starting right now. All right, this week I'm talking to a group of people uh, that Daniel and I know about. We've talked about this a little bit in the past. Is the, is these Are the people that say, hey, don't go check that out. Don't go look at that. That's so touristy or that's lame or I don't. I hate this or, oh, that food, that's not even good. Try this. Like, mm. that drives me insane. I hear you. It's not cool. We talked earlier about how, you know, it's, you know, when somebody encourages you to check something out, you can either do it or try to do it your own way. But some people, when you say you're going to do something, they cut you down. Mm. And so, hey, I know you're listening right now. I know that you do this. All right. Yeah, I'm talking to you. (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) Don't do that. If somebody shares something that they're excited about or that they're wanting to try, don't just cut them down because you've tried it and didn't like it. They might love it. Or they might just want to gain the experience of trying it themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. So, if you're one of those people that does that to others, your friends or loved ones or even strangers, you know, that's not cool. So what you need to do, besides just changing your mean ways, <laughs> is listen to the advice of someone like Daniel Rodham here, who gave <laughs> wonderful advice on my show. Or go back in the archive and listen to the, the advice of all my past guests. They're all dropping truth bombs weekly, every week on Ryan is Super Strong. So check those things out. Listen to their advice. Take it seriously. And if you do that, maybe, just maybe one day, you'll be super strong too. Just like Ryan. Hey. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> 